come thou fount of every blessing tune my heart to sing thy grace streams of mercy never ceasing call for songs of loudest praise Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week we're looking back on the 4th of July and our celebration of civic freedom and wondering how that might differ from the freedom that Christ offers us. A reading from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. See what large letters I make when I am writing in my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh that try to compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. Even the circumcised do not themselves obey the law. But they want you to be circumcised, so that they may boast about your flesh. May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. As for those who will follow this rule, peace be upon them, and mercy upon the Israel of God. The Word of the Lord. Please be seated. This, I hope everyone had a fourth, a good Fourth of July. First of all, everybody still have all your fingers. <laughs> Success. So probably in this last week, right, with the Fourth of July, our Independence Day celebrations, you've heard the word freedom bandied about quite a bit, right? Because it's a day when we come together to celebrate our civic freedom to celebrate sort of the, the dream, the potential of what our nation can be, about the wonderful ideals of, of equality and liberty on which it was founded. Even when it falls short of that promise, that promise still hopefully draws us forward. 
But when the founders were, were writing the declaration, when they were thinking about starting a revolution, the freedom that they were thinking about was a freedom from something. They wanted freedom from what they considered tyranny, right? The, the high-handed actions of the British government. Because, you know, the patriots thought themselves to be British people. That they thought that they were entitled to the same liberty that those in England and Scotland enjoyed. And yet, the government treated them as though they were something else entirely. And so they thought, well, I guess we might as well go ahead and be something entirely different. And so we, we enjoy, for the most part, this civic freedom that the founders fought for, right? We live, fortunately, in a place where freedom and liberty um, still is sort of the rule of the land. That for the most part, our actions are not constrained by the tyrannical or whimsical choices of others, right? There are no lords telling us what to do or commanding our obeisance. The freedom of a Christian, though, is a little bit different than that. That the freedom that Christ offers us is not that civic freedom that we enjoy, and that's a, which is a good thing. But the freedom of a Christian is not a freedom from something. It's a freedom for something. And that seems like a pretty subtle distance, difference. I mean, just, just one letter between for and from, but it kind of makes all the difference in the world because what Jesus invites us into, what his atonement offers to us, is a freedom for being God's loving agents in the world. Of not being held back by anything in our loving response to the needs that we encounter in our day-to-day -day lives. And when we look at this letter from the Galatians, to the Galatians that St. Paul writes, he's, he's really worked up about this issue of circumcision. Now, this is probably not a really a hot-button issue among anyone here, unless, unless you're a grown man wishing to convert to Judaism, which probably isn't anybody here. But this whole idea of circumcision is, is really an argument about the difference of these freedoms. Right? Because what Paul has understood and what he's been trying to preach and what he has taught the Galatians is that, that the law is, is though it's good, right? The law is good. It, it gives some good advice, right? If we followed the Ten Commandments, that would, that would be a good society. But ultimately, Paul tells us that the law doesn't really offer us the freedom that Christ does. Because in a way, the law is just another sort of, of box that we have to live within. It's a kind of tyranny in a way because, because it's very concerned about sort of punishment and, and reward. And Paul tells us that Jesus has offered us something far greater. In fact, something far simpler than the complex rules of the law. Because what Jesus offers us is really in that, um, summarized in, in the saying that Jesus offered to the lawyer who asked him what what is the greatest law? And of course, Jesus told him to love God with your whole self and likewise to love your neighbor. That's it. That's the extent of the commandments, really, that Jesus gives us. Love the God, your Lord. Love God. And likewise, 
love the people that you are in the world with. But at the same time, as though that's quite simple, it's actually a more difficult thing to do because it's easy to follow rules, right? You know, but when you have to like think through every situation you encounter and ask yourself, what is the most loving response? Well, that requires a lot on us. But it's this freedom to make that choice, to decide for ourselves in light of Jesus' example and with the inspiration of this Holy Spirit, how do we respond lovingly to the need that we encounter in the world? Right? How, how do we best exemplify this freedom that we have been created for? And the truth is that this freedom for something is far more powerful than the freedom from that we enjoy as American citizens. Because the truth is, is that even if we lived in the most brutal, tyrannical dictatorship in the world where all of our civil freedoms were taken away and we lived lives of oppressed and marginalized people, this freedom for a loving response is something that no human government or power can take away from us that this freedom to look at the world and to see the goodness of God's creation and to respond with our own loving hearts is something that, that no power can remove. That there are no barriers between us and God's love and no barriers to our loving response to God's world. So though we are blessed to live in a place with civic liberty, let us never confuse that with this freedom that Christ has won for us. A freedom to be God's loving agents in the world, to be agents of change and transformation, of reconciliation and grace and mercy and peace. Because ultimately, the freedom from will never get us to the kingdom of God. It is only when we live into the freedom to lovingly reach out to our neighbors, to the world in which we live, to the society in which we are a part, that we will ever find the true liberty of the Christian. Amen.